listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is God's plan for redemption, and it's good news. When Moses had stage fright, and David brought a rock to a sword fight, you picked 12 outsiders nobody would have chosen, and you changed the world. Well, the moral of the story is, Everybody's got a purpose. So when I hear that devil's Hello and welcome to the Financial Literacy Show with your host, Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, bringing financial education to America, one community at a time. Now here's your host, Hubert McIntosh. Good evening to you, family. Welcome. Thank you for joining us again. You know what time it is, Friday, 4 p.m., and that is when we talk about financial literacy. Yes, yes, I know, yes, you can go anywhere and you can see financial literacy, but what we do, we do it with the flavor of Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah, we give thanks, we give thanks and we give praise, you know. And, and, you know, let's go to the Lord in prayer right away because we have so much things to be thankful for. So let's just give thanks. Father, we just thank you for this great and wonderful day that, Lord, you have blessed us with, not because of anything we have done, but because of your love and your mercy. Father, thank you for the opportunity that I can speak with your people and to your people, Father God. Open their ears, open their heart to receive, to receive what you have in store for them, Lord. So we just thank you now. We just turn this program over to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, 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 family. Thank you for joining us. We are in beautiful Palm City, Florida. Whoa, I can tell you. I know a lot of times you guys hear this. And you think it's a broken record, but it's not. Let me tell you, today, it's a picture-perfect day in Palm City, Florida. If you were to draft a day and see what the perfect day should look like, that's how it is in Palm City, Florida. I mean, it's a day that you could do anything. If you want to go to the beach, you want to go to the park you want to do a barbecue let me tell you it's 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 just beautiful it's just beautiful but the greatest thing is we are in palm city florida live but we are worldwide yes we are worldwide because of www you know what that is it's the world wide web and you can join us at WCNO.com, WCNO.com, the good news station. So the link is if you go anywhere you have a URL, a browser, on whatever media, whether it's your phone, whether it's your tablet, you know, whether it's Android, whether it's iOS, anywhere you have an internet browser, you can go WCNO.com. And when you go there, the link is right there. You can't miss it. It's right there in front of you. It says, listen live. It cannot be clearer. It says, listen live. And we j- you just click. You just click. 
you put your name in because we want to know who you are. We're not going to bother you, but we just want to know you who you are. We are a nonprofit organization, and we have to show that we are worthy. Yes, we are worthy because you, you don't just get the status just like that. To be a nonprofit organization, you have to apply. A lot of times people don't realize that. They think you just become a nonprofit by going and just form. No, that's a nonprofit organization. But to be a 501c nonprofit, it has to be approved by the federal government. And one other thing they look at is with each application is, is there a need? <laughs> is there a need? Are you fulfilling a need? And I can tell you, WCNO, the good news station. You know, I have to give the station the plug. They, it, this is our home. This is. I'm listening to the station now for 19 years. I told you that. 19 years, but the station been around much longer. Station been around, I think, about 29. And I think um, Rev may correct me on that. I think it's probably 29 years. I'm listening for 19 but we give you good news, good news, good news. So even allowing me and my team to bring financial literacy to you on Fridays at 4 p.m., we're giving you good news. We're educating you. Remember, I'm Hubert McIntosh, CPA, a member of SOFA. Remember SOFA. SOFA, the Society for Financial Awareness, with our mission, one mission, our mission, one mission to help eradicate financial illiteracy. Yes, across America, one community at a time. I'm the president of the Palm Beach chapter, so I'm here to help you deliver financial literacy. So it's a very exciting, very, so let's get to it because we know that this hour is going to go fast. We know the fastest hour, the fastest hour in the week is on Fridays at 4 p.m. So we're going to get right to it. I'm in the studio, so get by your phone. If you have any questions, anything on your mind, get by your phone, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. We're live in the studio. Any question, any comments, anything on your mind regarding financial. Okay, so... So the day is coming. I have promised you guys next week, Saturday, next week, Saturday, September 26 at 10 a.m. The Social Security Workshop, all loose ends have been tied, tied up and everything is ready. We are going to be dropping some Social Security information on you next Saturday 10 a.m. It's just going to be for one hour from 10 a.m. to 11. The setup is we're going to, I'm going to talk for 30 to 35 minutes, and then we're going to save 25 minutes with your questions. Any direct questions? Yeah, we're going to be answering your questions directly there, live there. Yes, yes, we're doing it. We're doing it on Zoom. We're doing it on Zoom. So how do you register? We figure the easiest way because we don't have all your emails. We don't have your phones, your phone number. So the RSV, the, the reservation is on the website. Financialeducational.com. 
financialeducational.com. Right there, you see it come up. It's right there. It shows you that we're going to share with you seven topics to watch out for Social Security in 2020. And you just go there and you click it and you just register. It's, it's, it's harmless, you know. You just register so that you'll get the link. You'll get the link right there to the Zoom. And then we will see you on Saturday at 10 a.m. Okay? And also, just for you to just for you to be aware and remind you, so we are creating a series. Every last Saturday, yes, every last Saturday of the month, each month, we are going to be bringing your workshop. Yes. So you can put it, you can put it in your calendar, it, your, your curriculum. As time gets closer, we'll share the curriculum. For October, we're going to be talking about Medicare. Yes, yes, yes. October, we're going to talk about Medicare. Next week, Saturday, the 26th, this 26th at 10 a.m., we're going to be talking about Social Security so you go there and you register. We're in the studio today, 772-221-1100. So what are we going to talk about today? Since we're going to do the workshop next Saturday, we are going to ease up off you. We're not going to talk about Social Security today. Well, if you call and you have a question, of course, we're going to address it. We're not going to neglect your question. But I am going to prepare you. We're going to talk about Medicare. Medicare. Why Medicare? Because I just announced that the workshop for Medicare is going to be the last Saturday in October. But some things are happening with Medicare before the last Saturday. So I want you to be aware of that. So October 15th, October 15th is open enrollment for Medicare. What does that mean? A lot of times people hear open enrollment. I, I think the name could be a little bit different because sometimes the name might not even be clear. It says open enrollment. But what it means between October 15th and December 7th, if you are on Medicare, any type of Medicare, any type of Medicare you are on, during the period of October 15 to December 7, you can change your plans. You can change your plans. You can change. You can enroll. You can change. You can enroll. Why? So why, 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 why? That's a question on your mind. Why would you want to change? Many reasons. Many reasons. Some of them, one of the saddest reason, unfortunately, during this pandemic that we're experiencing for the last six months, here's one sad part of it. Some doctors have gone out of business. You didn't realize that doctors could have gone out of business? Yep. Many businesses have gone out of business and some of them are doctors some of them are doctors so you may have a doctor that you used to go to 
you love doctor and you're thinking dr jones is no longer in business and you may say but he's a doctor what do you mean he's no longer in business yeah he may have a practice and that practice may have shut down and he may be working with a hospital he may be working with a hospital or he may be working with a medical center or whatever the case is but he's not at his practice anymore and he has this little practice you used to love going to the practice that practice may not be there anymore it may not be that's one reason that you would change because if you're on a plan that you have to choose a doctor and your doc your doctor was dr jones and dr jones is out of business then you have to choose another doctor you have to choose another doctor but guess what now so you're going through this process, depending on the type of plan. Remember everything I say, it's not all exclusive to one. Because remember, there are three types of Medicare. You have original Medicare. Original Medicare. And we're going to get into a lot of the details in the workshop. But we'll talk top level. You have original Medicare. You have Medicare Advantage. Medicare Advantage, which sometimes is called Medicare C Part C and sometimes called Medigap. But the Medigap also sometimes is confusing because sometimes people will hear Medigap. Medigap is used for two different types of Medicare. Yeah, I know that's confusing. And you may say, what is the gap about? Why it's Medigap? Let's talk about the gap. Original Medicare is where you just sign up at Social Security or you sign up at Medicare. Original Medicare, you, the recipient, is responsible for 20% of the, the, the fee. 20%. Medicare only pays 80%. Yeah, Medicare only pays 80%. So, ends Medigap. So, you have a gap of 20%. So, to satisfy that gap, you have a couple of options. You can get a Medicare Advantage plan, right? A Medicare ad Advantage plan, which is administered by private insurance. But, 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 but don't get scared. Don't get run to the hills now and say, well, because it's private insurance company, it, it, it's not good. No, these companies are vetted by Medicare. So what happened is that they partner with Medicare. Keep that in mind. So there are different plans. So that's why I keep telling you, you have to get professional opinion because you may choose the wrong plan and you may say oh what do you hubert what do you mean choose the wrong plan well you have to you have to choose the plan based on coverage you may have a plan that if you live in martin county it may cover martin county alone it may cover martin and lucy you it may cover palm beach so the plans cover different areas and if you have one of those plans then that means you can only go to a doctor in that area. So I'm telling you, it's very complex and confusing. Then you have Medicare supplement. Medicare supplement. Medicare supplement now is 
a little bit more expensive than Medicare Advantage. But you have to weigh the pros and the cons again, the benefits. One of the number one benefits for a Medicare supplement plan is that you can go to any doctor, any hospital in America. You are not in a network. So then you choose that now and say, okay, I am interested in a Medicare plan or a Medicare supplement plan. Then the question is, okay, which company do you choose? So it's not just where you say, well, I want a Medicare supplement. You also now have to choose which company because <laughs> you think all companies are alike? No, 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 not all companies are alike. So just in the first five minutes, do you hear how many variables I spoke about? How many variables? And that's why this decision is not easy. So I summed it up and I'm going to go through some steps with you. So we are in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100, all right? So let's talk about Medicare basics. I'm going to go back to basics, basics. Every person, yes, every person in America who is 65, Medicare, you're eligible for Medicare at 65 years old. Yes, every person. Eligible. Yeah, don't miss that word. I says eligible. Just because I says eligible, it doesn't mean that everybody's eligible because you're 65. No, 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 no. If that's what you thought, let me correct you. All right. So, Medicare, you're eligible at 65. Let me put one qualification because a caller reminded me that about three weeks ago where she said, remember now, you keep saying 65, but there's another time you're eligible. Yes. So, let me interject that. It's two times you're eligible, one of two times, age 65, or if you are disabled. Yes, if you have disability. So what happened? The disability is managed. Yeah, and, and, and as I know sometimes this is a little bit confusing, right? It's a little bit confusing because what happened is you have Medicare, you have disability, and you have social security. And sometime, and then let's interject the next one too, Medicaid. So you have four government organization or plans where someone will hear Medicaid, Medicare, disability, or social security. And they would say, well, it's four different. Yes, it's four different. But here's the truth of it. They all work together. Yes, yes. Irrespective, I know sometimes you think government don't work together. No. In this case, they all work together. Yes, their databases synced and so forth. Whereas um, one other thing is to make sure that your benefits are streamlined. Like, for instance, you know, whether you're on Medicare, you may not be eligible for Medicare, but you're eligible for Medicaid. 
you may not be eligible for Medicare, but you're eligible for disability. <laughs> you may not be eligible for Social Security, but you're eligible for disability. So when you really look at it, when you really look at it, the, those four institutions, whether you call them institutions or government agencies or plans, all four. So the, in, go back to basics. You have to remember that all four are intertwined in some way or the other. And you know that anytime you have four things intertwined, you know that there are going to be some confusion, right? Yes, there's going to be some confusion. So I just want to give you the basics. So you have those four. So age 65 is the standard age to be eligible for Medicare. So what did I mean when I say someone may not be eligible? And that's a moving target. All right. Every 65-year-old person is eligible for Medicare. All right, but here's the difference. Here's the difference. What do you pay? If someone worked 10 years in the system, in the U.S. work system, if they worked 10 years in the system, they, that means they have 40 credits. Each, each year, each quarter is one credit. So each year has four credits credits so if someone works 10 years the 10 years doesn't have to be in sequence but if they work 10 years a minimum of 10 years or they have 40 credits they are eligible for medicare they're eligible for medicare all right so what if someone does not have 40 credits in the system hubert you just said every 65-year-old is eligible. I say, yeah, but it depends on what they want to pay. If you're not eligible by working 10 years in the system, you can pay for Medicare. Yeah, you just have to find $480 a month. <laughs> you, did, you, get, you just have to find $480 a month. So, all right. So if I say you eligible, what does that mean? Because then it gets more confusing. Because you, I, you, you just heard me say there's Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, Medicare Part C, Medicare Part D. Which is which? Which is which? You know. So I'm in the studio. Seven seven two 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 one eleven hundred. Seven seven two 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 one eleven hundred. All right. So, I'm going to explain Medicare in a sense by sharing with you a personal story. Yeah, you're going to say, well, Hubert, you're not on Medicare. How come you're going to share a personal story to explain Medicare? All right. Yeah, but listen, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to explain. So, so, last July... Last July, I went to the emergency room. Yep. I went to the emergency room. I was on the plane. Yeah, I'm sharing a personal story with you. I was on the plane last July, right? The flight, flight has delayed 
for about seven hours. Yeah, right here in Palm Beach. I had a 5.30 flight, 5.30 Sunday evening, and up to 12 o'clock, we didn't leave. We were still there. And if you know anything about Palm Beach Airport, at 6 o'clock on a Sunday, the airport is completely shut down. When I say cut, shut down, shut down. There are no concession, no concession stand open, nothing, nothing open. Everything is shut down. The only thing that is open is the the the, the station where. Yeah. So here's here's a caller. Let's see if we can help this caller. Caller, you're on the line. Yes, I have a question. Yes. Um, you say that you, in order for you to be able to be eligible for Social Security, um, you need about what forty credits in the system. Yes, forty credits so, make make you eligible for Social Security and Medicare. And Medicare. Yes. So, what about those um, individuals who have their parents come, let's say, over to the states, and they are automatically they are automatically on Social Security or some form of aid from the government how does that work ah that is medicaid that uh, is how does that work yeah that that is medicaid okay that oh my gosh your question is so big and deep how does that work for you for one to be eligible for medicaid there has to be some type of a poverty level yep there has to be some type of a poverty level, you know. So, the where the income is below twelve thousand per year or something like that. So, it has something to do with Medicaid, you know, where and Medicaid is work on a poverty level because the poverty level is twelve thousand and under. But if someone is affluent or middle class in a sense that person not gonna get on medicaid because what they're evaluating is the need can the person afford it so because what the government wants is that somebody you gonna be able to get some kind of a medication you know you're getting some kind of medical coverage and that works with medicaid but Medicare, Medicare, you don't just get on Medicare where you get all the benefits of Medicare like the person who has worked 10 years in the system. So it's a great question, but there are some special needs. There are some special needs there. Someone just doesn't come and they get eligible for Medicare. They may get be eligible for Medicaid medicaid all right so let me <laughs> let me share something regarding that because you asked that question which is a great question and you may see it's just like we even with college you see that you may have an affluent couple or a family and their kid gets scholarship in college right and then you may yeah. see another person and they're middle class or nearer to poor, but they didn't get any scholarship. <laughs> so, right. so you ask yourself this. It all boils down to what is each person reporting? The reality of it, I'm just being real with you. The reality of it, 
not everybody tells the truth on the application right so sometimes some gotcha. people will put something and they will put well they might be a dependent of the parent and they'll put that they're not a dependent and so forth it's a system you know but okay. generally speaking you're not eligible for medicare until age 65 or you're disabled you have some kind of a disability you're unable to work i see okay and one last question thank you so much that was very thorough i appreciate it no problem and one last question um you said that uh in terms of medicare um when a, when an individual gets medicare let's say the plus one of the, the hmo plus plan yes um like humana plus plan yes did you say that they can only uh, be serviced in the area that they get the plan? What if they, they need to go to Broward to see a doctor? We would have to look at the plan or call the insurance company to find out if they'll pay for that? Yep. Yep. That is That question is so great. That's one of the challenges with that. And a lot of time, people don't take the time to research it. And you don't want to find out that problem when you're sick. Because what happened is that Sometimes people will hear, well, I'm a, I am on Medicare, so I am covered anywhere I go. That's not true because uh, you, you have an area coverage based on your plan. And if you are outside of the area, you could get some surprises. But, but let me interject a but. But a lot of times people will hear, well, if it's an emergency any hospital will take me that part is true but the, the hospital will take you but here's the reality here's the reality i'm giving you the reality where i'm not sugarcoating anything from you guys the reality is any hospital will take you but if you are not covered and that hospital is not in your plan and some people may throw rocks at me for this, but I'm just being truthful. That hospital is going to patch you up. They're just going to patch you up for that emergency. You are not going to get the treatment that you're going to get if your coverage is with that hospital. That's just the truth of the medical system. So sometimes people will hear that, well, the emergency room will take you. That is true. But when you go to the emergency room, that, that hospital, that doctor you see first is called a hospitalist in the emergency room. What that okay. doctor does is perform something called triage. They evaluate how serious is your situation. If your situation is not serious where you're not dying at that moment, they patch you up so that you can go on to your ways but they're not gonna go and take you and you're gonna have these elective surgeries no you're not gonna get any elective surgery if if your plan is not covered under that hospital okay so so sometimes it so in, in essence sometimes it could be covered um under a um, specific hospitals even outside the area we just have to check to make sure absolutely absolutely and the one way there's only one plan that you can be sure that you're covered and that's when you hear me use a term called 
supplemental plan. If you have a Medicare supplement, a Medicare supplement covered you for any doctor, any hospital, anywhere in the United States, and international emergency. That's yeah, but the, those plans are costly. Yes, those plans can be costly. So each person will have to evaluate what's the cost versus the benefit. You know, that is that is one of the evaluation that you'll have to do. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You you are most welcome. And if you need any further information, just remember the website financialeducational.com. And you Okay, when are you Oh, sorry to interrupt while I remember. When are you going to have that? I think you said you're going to have some type of a webinar. Yes. This Saturday, we have a social security webinar at 10 a.m. And, and at 10 a.m. And you go to the website, financialeducational.com, and you just register right there. Okay, great. And Financial Educational financialeducation.com educational educational.com oh, educational yes okay and in october we having the medicare workshop the last saturday i should know the date unfortunately the date is not in my the last saturday of october is the medicare workshop but any questions you have you can go to the website you'll get put your information in there we call you and we'll assist you this is what this program does this is what this station does. We provide good news and our service. Thank you so much. Yes, it's complimentary, non-obligation. This is our this is our ministry of giving back and serving the community. Great. Thank you for your time. Appreciate You're welcome. Okay. So great question that caller has. Great, great question. And that's why you you guys heard me chuckle. Remember, we are we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. You guys heard me chuckle because her question was a legit question. She says, what about those people who are in the, who, who did not work in the system, but they have the benefits? <laughs> so it's a moving target in the sense that, it's outside of the standard eligibility. It's outside of the standard eligibility. And how does one get there? And I, here I use the reference. I use the reference, the scholarship, where you see some kids get scholarship and some don't. You know, there's just lots of, for lack of a better term, there are lots of tricks. There are lots of tricks. Let me get to this caller again. Hello, caller, you're on the line. Hi, uh, this is Janet Dijon. Just called to say hello and thank you for your ministry. And by the way, the date is October 31st. I want to tell you what the last Saturday is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. So, folks, you have it. You see this? That's why I tell you, I encourage you guys to call. Because when you call, you educate each other. In this case, you're you're educating me. I didn't even remember it was October 31st. So thank you. Thank you so much. So folks, there yeah. you have it. October 31st is the Medicare workshop. And you're going to be able to register at financialeducational.com. <laughs> so tell me, did you have a question? 
or you just called to teach me? I just called to say hello because I had not heard this program before. And I'm your church sister. Oh, I want to encourage you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Miss J. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Love you. Love you, baby. All the best. Bye. Every Friday at 4 p.m. Yes. All right. Well, take care. Bye. Thank you so much. Okay, wow, bye. wow, wow. I thank my sister there. Oh, my gosh. That's a sister of mine for years. <laughs> And I, I don't, guys, where, where do you think she has been? She has not heard the program before. We have been on since February 14th. That's what make it now. So we are on now for what, seven months? Seven months, yeah, because what, today is what, the 18th? Yeah, so we are been on for seven months and my sister... So, yeah, I'm probably not doing a good job. Eh? I'm not promoting myself. No, you know, that's a self-promotion. You can't promote yourself, you know. You know, that verse, there's this verse in Proverbs, you know. There's this verse in Proverbs where it says, you know, when you go to the king's, when you go to the king's house or in the king's, you sit in the back. You sit in the back. You know, sometimes we got to be careful about us just going straight to the front. Because the, the, the proverb, it says, be careful about just going to the front, lest you be dishonored or disgraced. It's better to stay in the back. And when the king wants you, he calls you up to the front. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? So, so I thank my sister for that education. Because in Proverbs 3, Proverbs 3 verse 4, what did it promise us? Proverbs 3 verse 4 a lot of times we're familiar with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Lean not on your own understanding, in, and in all thy ways acknowledge the Lord. But Proverbs 3, verse 4 says, you know, if we live, if we live a life of integrity, there's a promise to us that we're going to find favor. We're going to find favor with both God and man. You know, so praise be to God. So, so thank you guys again. So we're in the studio, 772-221-1100, 772-221-1100. And remember, we encourage, we encourage your questions. We encourage your questions. We encourage your encouragement. Because what happened, sometimes you may have a question, right? You may have a question and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to ask this question because the question is stupid. Let me tell you something. There's only one stupid question. There's only one stupid question. You know which one is that? The one that was not asked. The question that was not asked, that's the only stupid question. Because like I tell you, when you call and you ask a question, you're not just asking the question for your benefit. You're serving others. Because many other people have that same question. I am telling you, no matter how you think the question is and you're thinking, well, everybody knows the answer. Nope, nope, nope. Not everybody knows the answer. Yep, yep. <laughs> so let's, let's go back and address that question. That caller asked that question, which is such a powerful question, because here it is. I am telling you the eligibility for Medicare, and I am I am adamant in telling you, oh, it's 10 years in the system, 40 credits, and then 
this young lady called and she says, what about those people who their parents come here and they didn't have 10 years in the system and they get on Medicare? And they're not on Medicare. You, you cannot get on Medicare that way. You may, you may get on Medicaid because Medicaid, the, the, the eligibility for Medicaid does not have age or, or number of years in the system. Medicaid is measured by your income level, income level. And when I use the word, when I say poverty level, I know sometimes the word can sound demoralizing, but I'm just talking about the standards in the system where it says that if someone annual income is under 12,000, it's considered poverty. It's considered poverty. It doesn't mean it's not a degrading, it's not demoralizing the person. It's just measuring that if someone income under 12,000, because there can be any circumstances why somebody income under 12,000, because here's what's going to happen. Here's a reality what's going on in our country right now. There are going to be many people Many people, this can't be sad, I'm telling you, it's, it's sad to say these things, but I have to speak the facts to you. When people file their, many people file their 2020 tax return, when they file their 2020 tax return, I know we're just getting ready to finish. October 15th is the deadline for filing 2019, and here I am talking about 2020. Well, I'm just using as an example. Many people, when they file their 2020 tax return, guess what? they're going to have less than $12,000 in income. They're going to have 12, less than $12,000 in income. So you can't just use that 12000 and say, wow, that person is poverty stricken or whatever. Because here's what happened. 40 million people have filed for unemployment in the last six months. 40 million people have filed for unemployment. So let's, let's break this down. Do you believe that all of those 40 million people We'll get a job before the end of the year? Nope. 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 So check it. So say if someone had earned 10000 through March 31st, right? Through March 31st. If they earned 10000 through March 31st, then that person was on a rate to earn 40000 for the year, right? 10000 for that first quarter. But they happened to lose their job. They lost their job in the early, in the first week of April and they're unemployed for the rest of the nine months. So you're going to see their tax return and you're going to see $10,000 in income. It doesn't mean that they, that's their income based on their job. Yeah, it is, but they were unemployed for nine months. So what the system does, so we have two things happening there. We have two things happening there for that person. There are some benefits. There are some help. So that person will be eligible for unemployment. Yes, unemployment. That person will. And because their income is below the 12000 they may be eligible for, for some benefits from Medicaid. Here's another benefit 
that they may be eligible for. But here's the truth. You know on this program, you know I break down the truth to you. I'm not sugarcoating nothing. Here's something that a lot of people are eligible for. But they don't apply for it. You know what I'm referring to? Food stamps. So why would someone be eligible for it but don't apply for it? There are different reasons. There are different reasons. Sometimes a person's pride will not allow them to apply for it. Yeah. I know people. Let, let me I know people that would have been eligible for food stamp, but you are not gonna catch them applying for it. And here's the sad part of it. That same person may be hungry. Yeah. That person may not have any grocery in their in their refrigerator or in their cupboard, but they don't apply for it. But then that's a different story where we pray for that person because then sometimes our pride, our pride stops us. Our pride stops us from getting benefits that we could be eligible for. Take even Christianity. Do you know a lot of people who are not Christians? Do you know why they fail to accept Christ? comes back to pride again because they don't want to believe that here is someone who is their savior because we as believers believe in Jesus Christ and he's our savior and we are weak. We are weak without him. Sometimes in the human mind, we don't want to accept that we are weak. So you find a lot of times someone don't want to accept Christ because that pride holds them back from accepting Christ. You know, see, here we were talking about Medicare and Social Security, and here I am preaching to you. But I told you that we, we, gonna, we have to put a flavor of Christ. Christ has to be in it. Because let, let, let us as believers, let's be real now. Without Christ, what would we be? Where would we be? Our life should, should, you know, this I say should, because you're going to say, well, every believer, their life revolves around Christ. That's, you know, that's meddling there. I'm not going to go into the meddling, but our life should revolve around Christ. Yeah. But sometimes our pride will not allow us. That's why you listen to a lot of people and they use these pretty words and they say, oh, well, I'm not atheist, I'm antagonist or agnostic or whatever the word they use and they use these pretty phrases. But at the end of the day, their pride don't want to believe that we are filthy rags. Before Christ, we're filthy rags. It's because of him that we are saved and we were filthy rags, as Paul says. Nobody says it better than Paul, where he take us and he clean us up. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We are still in the studio. 772-221-1100. So let's get back to Medicare. So, so we're giving you a preview 
of what you're going to hear October 31st in Medicare. But I have to talk to you about this because you have some decision that you have to start making come December, um, not December, October 15th, because October 15th through December 7th is the Medicare enrollment. But I want to encourage you, this particular Medicare enrollment is probably going to be one of the most important one if you are already on Medicare. You know, and you may say, but what do you mean if I am on? Here's the reason. If you're not on Medicare, there is, there's a great thing when someone is turning 65, right? When someone is turning 65 regarding Medicare, they have a privilege or a benefit that no other people have. So three months or six months prior to your birthday, and three months subsequent to your 65th birthday. That person has something called automatic, guaranteed issue. What does guaranteed issue mean? It means that any Medicare plan they want to sign up for, there is no medical evaluation no medical evaluation a person could be turning 65 and that person has cancer they whatever disease whatever chronic illness or whatever they will be signed up they will be signed up for medicare with no questions asked here's the truth of the matter in that that's the only time it's guaranteed six months before your 65th birthday and three months after your 65th birthday, every other time you are going to go through medical underwriting. Some companies may ask you two questions. Some company may ask you 10 questions when you're going through the medical underwriting. So here's this October 15th through December 17th. Someone has the opportunity where if they are on a plan, and for whatever reason, they're dissatisfied with that plan, dissatisfied with the doctor or whatever. And they think because they are now being educated, they're thinking, well, maybe they should have a different plan. Then they have an opportunity. But if they have been on Medicare before, they're going to go through a medical underwriting. But it's an opportunity. Like, for instance, in speaking with seniors, say... There are many people I speak to, someone say 67, 68. Here's an example. Someone 67, 68, and they say, well, I am in good health. I'm in good health, so I am just going to stick to the Medicare Advantage with, because I have zero premium. Why would I get a plan that I may pay a $200 premium? Because at that time, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging discussion. It's, it, it's somebody 68 years old and they're feeling well. And they can pay zero monthly premium versus $200 monthly. So in what they're evaluating now, and you heard, you heard the lady said earlier, the caller earlier said, yeah, but the Medicare supplement plan is expensive. Ugh. Yes, it has a cost. So I'm not going to use the phrase, I'm not going to use the word expensive. 
it has a cost. But what we each have to do, we have to evaluate the cost versus the benefit. Because you may be healthy. You may be healthy at 68. Don't go to the doctor. You only go to the doctor once a year. But let's ask yourself, are you going to be like that the rest of your life? Here's the truth of the matter. Nobody knows that. Just like that, none of us know when we're going to check out. So like the person who tell me I don't, leave, I don't need life insurance because I'm good and I'm going to. You know, I actually hear people say that I'm healthy and I'm going to live till 100. So that is where we were talking about pride earlier now. We're, we're, how can someone say that they're going to live till 100 years old? Are they going to live till this age? None of us know that. None of us know that because what? Tomorrow is promised to no man. And when he said man, it means man and woman. Tomorrow is promised to no one. No one tomorrow is promised to. So because we are healthy now, and if we're 68 and we're healthy now, it doesn't mean we're always going to be at that health. So you have to consider, like for instance, evaluating a Medicare supplement plan in the sense that um, because... You know, someone may live in Palm Beach County or they may live in Martin County or they may live in Lucy County, you, 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 you know, or Indian River. Here's the truth of the matter. Do we know where we will be living in five years? We don't really know. We, yes, we want to believe. We want to believe that we would be living in this particular city. I, I had a aunt and, you know, I share my personal story with you. I had an aunt, she was living in Palm Beach County. She was living in Palm Beach County until last September. She's not living in Palm Beach County now. You're not going to believe where she's living now. So look, look, check this out now. Someone living in Florida, in Palm Beach County. I believe Florida, and um, for, the, for those of you who are outside Florida, please forgive me, but I believe we have the best weather in the entire United States. I believe that. That's my belief. The first in New York or San Diego may disagree with me. But I believe in Florida. So here it is now. My aunt, 89 years old, moves from Palm Beach, Florida. Moves from Palm Beach, Florida, right? She moved from Palm Beach, Florida. Guess where my aunt moved to? She moved to the Poconos in Pennsylvania. The Poconos. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. And don't throw the rocks at me. Do you think an 89-year-old person with a choice is going to move from Palm Beach, Florida to the Poconos at 89? No, I don't think so. But as life happens and you get more age, your bones change, your health situation change, and then sometimes you just can't manage on your own. So sometimes we think we're going to live one place, but because of life circumstances, because of life circumstances, we move. So that's why when I'm talking to you guys about planning, you, sometimes you have to plan for the worst and hope for the best. And then you're going to say to me, but Hubert, that's not Christian-like. How can you plan for the worst and hope for the best? Oh, that means your faith. 
Yeah, I've had people say that. Oh, that means your faith is weak. Oh, my gosh. Then if it's a matter of faith being weak, then why did Jehovah speak to Habakkuk in Habakkuk 2.2 that he tell him that he must write down the vision? Then if we must not write down any vision and make any plan, but we're going to sit and we're going to say, well, oh, the Lord is going to take care of us. Mm. Please don't throw any rocks. I'm just being real with you. The Lord gives us the ability. He gives us the ability. He, he, he says we must seek wise counsel. Why would Jehovah says to seek wise counsel? You know, like we may say, well, the Lord is going to take care of us. But here's the thing. You remember what he said to Abraham? You remember what he said to Abraham when Abraham was pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah? What did he say? He said, I need someone to stand in the gap. He says to Abraham first, he says, is there 50 righteous people there? Abraham know that there was not 50. <laughs> you know, the Lord was so gracious. He said, is there 10? There wasn't 10 righteous people. But the Lord says he needs someone to stand in the gap. Remember what Adam got. Adam got where he should have dominion. You know, the Lord set this system up. Why do you think the Bible could tell you that he caused the rain to fall on the just, on the unjust? It just doesn't make that only the just going to receive rain. And there are systems the Lord set up. The seed. Go back to Mark 4. The parable. One of the most awesome parables. You know, all of them are awesome. But one of the, the, the power of, of the sower. Whatsoever a man sow, he's going to reap. You know? Oh my gosh. Guys, guess what? I just got my two-minute warning. I cannot believe. Oh my gosh. It's now one minute Folks, oh my gosh. So let me let me give you the final instructions. Now, remember now, the workshop next week, September 26, 10 a.m., go to financialeducational.com, financialeducational.com, right, and register there next week, 10 a.m. It's for one hour. We're going to talk about seven topics to watch for in social security in 2020 this is hubert mcintosh your cpa your brother your cousin your nephew your daddy your son i am here i thank you for joining us and looking forward to seeing you well well let, let, well we're gonna have one more we're gonna have one more show next friday so you take care have a great weekend and we will see you go register thank you very much have a great weekend always been a mystery thanks for joining us this week on the financial literacy show the show centered around providing financial education across america one community at a time be sure to tune in next friday at 4 p.m with your questions ready to go for more information visit sofausa.org god bless you and have a great week so let me go down down down